So, um, so yeah, um, it's fall. How are you feeling? Good. I love this weather. It makes me happy because I'm not sweating all the time. <laughs> Can't relate. Um, I am in this constant state of just being wet and I don't know I can't I can't wear a jacket I can't wear a scarf I can't wear a hat I just have to either fully get the flu or be sweaty like there's no in between there's no in between hi welcome to the well I'm Blake Wilson I'm Morgan Allen and we're gonna talk about this sweater today because I'm here for it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I need to know ready. where you got it from. I, I need to know. Where'd you get it from? I need to know. I... Um, well, probably a thrift store. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I don't remember. But you know what? That's a, that's a full mood. That's a full mood. Mm-hmm. It's like all I do is forget where I leave my clothes or buy my clothes. And that's it. I just wake up and I'm dressed. Like, and this happens. It's magic. It is. Well, let's jump into today. So today our guest... At the well is Brian Vanderheiden, so come on in. Yay! Hi! <laughs> Hi, Brian! Hi! <laughs> or as we called you earlier, Brain. Hi, Brain. Hi, Brain. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot of time. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about self-care. Love it. So, self-care, but let's like mix it up. Let's make it intersectional. Okay. Let's talk about layers of identity. Let's talk about personality. Let's talk about cultural barriers. All of that. So we often hear self-care on BuzzFeed articles. We Mm -hmm. see different ways to practice self-care on Facebook, Mm -hmm. whether it's baking, knitting, whatever have you, meditation, whatever have you. So what does self-care mean to y'all? Like, What what do you think it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Self-care to me, I think can literally be anything that just takes my mind off of whatever is stressing me Mm -hmm. out, whatever... (laughs) I am worried about or kind of, I don't know, just flustered. It's just something to take my mind away and just breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And so it can be as simple as listening to a song or texting my mom. Mm -hmm. Or it can be taking a full hour and saying, hey, I'm going to stop my homework for a bit. And I'm just Mm -hmm. going to watch a show or I'm going to go dance or, or go to the gym. Just it can be as little or as big as I need and want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Yeah. I say kind of going off that, like I really think about like what is going to give me energy. Like I think mm-hmm. of self-care really connected mm-hmm. to energy. Like if I'm really drained or I notice myself really drained, I'm kind of thinking about like what's taking that energy away and what's mm-hmm. going to, what's something that can give back mm-hmm. to that energy yeah. in some sort of way. So yeah. that's kind of, I kind of think about it in that way. So I try to think, and really for me it can be, anything i think it's super individual um it can be something big something small um you know it's something that you kind of almost there's kind of multiple layers you have to kind of do kind of a temperature gauge of yourself because you got to be able there's this process of like you got to kind of know yeah when things maybe aren't going so well Mm -hmm. right so it's kind of like that moment of like i gotta figure out where i'm at but then also, like, what's gonna what's gonna be something that's gonna give me some of that energy back? Like, what do I actually need? For some people, like for me, sometimes it's just like, I'm gonna go in my bedroom. I'm gonna take 15 minutes. I'm just gonna yeah. be by mm-hmm. myself, and then I'm gonna come back out, right? Because yeah. I just need like I gotta get away. Yeah. Um, but then other times, it can look very different. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just kind of like where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love adult coloring books. Oh, me too. Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love um, them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a graphic novel before? I don't think so. Like a comic. So it's like it's like an adult comic book with yeah. like drama and like it's like a telenovela mm-hmm. in 
a comic book. Oh, yeah, okay. that's what my adult coloring book looks like. I need that. Like, it's wild. As I, yeah. I think about you know when I'm practicing self care, I want to do things that are going to be non pressuring. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was baking, or I used to think it, for me it used to be doing a project. But think about it now and. I get more stressed out yeah. from oh, doing the me projects. Too. And I'm like, I have to make sure I'm coloring inside the lines. Right. Or else I'm not, or else I'm not, I'm not yeah. being, I'm yeah. not being aware. I'm not taking care of myself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's definitely moved to things where, you know, meditating is something that I'm trying to get into a little mm-hmm. bit more, but adult coloring books, that's, that's my, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you know like when you like need that or how do you, I think definitely for me, um, I spend more time at home. Sure. I do. I think that's a part of like getting older is realizing that you don't need to be out and about all yeah. the time. Like, right. It's okay right. to be at home. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm fully comfortable now eating hamburger helper alone oh, sure. at seven o'clock at night <laughs> yeah. okay. and not going out ever again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very much that. Right. And so if I'm home and I'm feeling tense, or I'm feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. I think about well, why, why, why am I feeling this way? Right. What can mm-hmm. I do to help alleviate some of this stress and some, yeah. of, this, some of these pains that I'm going through? Yeah. So yeah. that's when that's when I get my colored pencils and crayons mm-hmm. out and I go to work. Yeah. yeah. I go to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you said that you think about why am I feeling this way? I think that's a huge part of self care mm-hmm. to me yeah, is for sure. realizing and recognizing what is making me stressed. Like, why yeah. do I feel mm-hmm. as worried or as panicked as I do? And mm-hmm. then just recognizing that. And even ma- making like small action plan or steps to alleviating that, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily in the moment, but in you know in the long term, like that in itself is self care to me because mm-hmm. it's thinking about my own personal right. issues versus what's going around me or what other people are going mm-hmm. through. So like that in itself, I think yeah. is some self care. Yeah. yeah. So for like for you both, like thinking of that process, like how do you think you got to that point where you could kind of learn, you know, like you know, what's my temperature? How am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like how do, yeah. how do people actually like do that? How do you learn that? Yeah. I think definitely for me, it was just trial and error. Mm-hmm. It was just what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as we spoke about a little bit earlier off camera, I'm a chronic napper <laughs> and I will find any excuse to go to sleep. Yeah. Any excuse well, to go good. to sleep. Yeah. It, it's yeah. great. It's I, great. I, I love it. And mm-hmm. honestly, it, like I said, we talked a little bit about, having different sheets on your bed or things mm. that like make you feel more comfortable. Yes. And I, yeah, that's what sleep is. What I used to just result to when any sort of stress or anything sure. came about sleep. And I would initially <laughs> just, that was my way of coping with yeah. anything. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that there's going to be conflicts. There are going to be things that you're going to have to deal with yeah. every <laughs> single day. Uh-huh. And you can't take, a nap in the middle of the lecture hall. You just can't. Well, you could. Well, you could. You could, but we're not. But we're not going to yeah, do that. So maybe don't recommend. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, this is not a show to recommend of no. sleeping during no, your no, class. No, none of that. None of that. So, Brian, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like temperature gauge, you have a history in mental health, taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. and overall just wellness in general. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your position, yeah. what you do, yeah. and how you got here. Yeah, that sounds great. So I'm the assistant director in student wellness. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been here for, I'm approaching my two-year anniversary. Hey! hey. And about <laughs> yeah. October 18th, I think was nice. There you go. So um, a couple more weeks. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. So my background is in higher education and public health. So 
um, it's kind of a perfect, you know, kind of blend to mm-hmm. be able to do some some health work, public health work on campus, and work with and work with students. So it's yeah. really great. So um, in the past, I've done um, some prevention work around like substance use and violence prevention. Um, I worked um, in Des Moines for a while doing some like tobacco control work, and then mm-hmm. um, came here. Um, so a lot of my a lot of my experience is more in like substance abuse prevention, um, some violence prevention work, mm-hmm. um, but kind of along the way to also have worked, um, you know, a little bit within, um, you know, kind of like some mental health, some more like mental health promotion. So like mm-hmm. more like the prevention side. So like, how do I like, you know, if I'm a, uh, if I'm a student or just anybody in general, like mm-hmm. how do I recognize signs? How do I know that somebody maybe is, um, you know experience something yeah you know whatever mm-hmm. that may be it could be big could be small um you know just kind of uh what to recognize how, and really just like how to help like how to yeah. be how to be an effective peer a friend mm-hmm. you know and just like how do i get that person connected how do i talk with them and like in a way that's going to be empathetic and supportive and and those kinds of things mm-hmm. so that's some of the training that we're going to be doing in student wellness coming up to um pretty soon we're going to start um being able to do some trainings as our students are awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited cool. about that. Yeah, we're, nice. we're hiring a new position, um, actually. Um, hopefully we'll start in this next month or two. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and they'll be able to do some, like, mental health work specifically. They'll be, like, a mental health promotion coordinator. So awesome. That's awesome. We're very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. We just might so have to have going. them on the podcast. I, absolutely. Just I think that they would absolutely love that. Oh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think that they would love it. Yeah, so um, that's kind of a little bit about my my background yeah. awesome thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. well we're talking about a lot about you know what we do for self-care or yeah. how to mm-hmm. you know prevent or stuff but what causes what do we stress about like what are the mm-hmm. things that cause problems in our lives mm-hmm. or you know we have barriers with that mm-hmm. we get stuck on everything. what are some of those yeah. things yeah. <laughs> everything life yeah <laughs> yeah just all yeah. mixed together mm-hmm. i think i think it is important to release i mean it is everything yeah. it is everything yeah. mm-hmm. it's waking up in the morning if you're going to be late to work or school, it's, mm-hmm. you know, are there going to be seats on the bus? Is traffic going to be crazy? It's, it's everything. Yeah. And that's just before 8 a.m. Right. Like, I know. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> it's just before 8 a.m. Right. So yeah, it, it, it's everything. And, um, definitely later in the episode, we'll talk about, um, about like cultural barriers mm-hmm. and like cultural influences, mm-hmm. because I know mm-hmm. for me, it has been a long journey with like, what I perceive stress as yeah. mm-hmm. and through my identity, what my perspective on stress is now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I knew what I know now, when I first learned about self care, yeah. freshman year of college, we would have had a completely different show structure. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. this would have happened two or three years ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, but no, yeah, it's, it's the journey and realizing that there's a journey within. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Yes. I need a bus ticket. I need to go on this journey with him yeah, and figure yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, awesome. um, what about you, Morgan? I mean, how how did you how did you discover you know self care and like how do you how did you perceive it versus how do you perceive it now? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, I definitely perceived self care as the things that you say on the headlines of. Like Cosmo or, you know, different magazines yeah. of mm-hmm. yoga and spa days and very the stereotypical, like, feminine activities, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. as um, self-care. And then just realizing 
like just doing just doing a lot of that interpersonal thinking of what does make me happy, what does mm-hmm. leave, what things do I actually like to do with my time, right. and figuring out that I love to paint, mm-hmm. oh. and not only like painting, but like painting by myself for myself. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Painting. That's great. I love to paint, yeah. so like I'll often take. Um, my Friday evenings, if I'm not doing any, if I don't have plans, I'll go to the workspace mm-hmm. and I'll do their paint, pottery painting thing. Love it. I've, <laughs> I had a piece once that I spent 15 hours total and it was a mug. Oh, wow. It was a mug. <laughs> so, wow. like, I'll spend time on things just because it can go anywhere. Like, I wouldn't call myself the number one artist, but I just mm-hmm. find, found out that that's mm-hmm. where I can alleviate stress and truly yeah. just go outside of yeah. you know my yeah. my actual life and just focus on this mug for 15 mm-hmm. hours you know mm-hmm. but so it's just trying to I've had a long journey of what I perceive society thinks as like mm-hmm. self-care versus yeah. what I actually yeah. like to do for self-care yeah. and then realizing the things I do like to do oh yeah that is self-care like I I'm in a dance group yeah and it took me a while to realize that is a form of self-care for I mm-hmm. just thought it was an activity I like to do yeah. and then it gives you energy it gives you energy yeah. you don't think about don't it, think about it. Mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the definition right. of self-care so and I'm like right. that is self-care is mm-hmm. you know me choosing myself to be mm-hmm. in this group and be yeah. these people spend yeah. my time this way yeah so. yeah because you brought up some interesting points like there's kind of this media kind of idea and perception right of mm-hmm. what self-care is and I think mm-hmm. it, some of what we might get into a little bit later too is thinking about like um, identities and how that kind of plays a role into it because I mean if you think about it like what you see typically mm-hmm. you know are like these beautiful people at the spot you know right. spending right. all this right. you know money and it's like mm-hmm. uh, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna put food on the plate I don't <laughs> even know like okay. it's like I don't even know how exactly. I'm gonna do it so it's yeah. like you know I think there's a lot of class uh, issues that kind of get into that yes, I mean too yes. like if you google self care it's I'm like only gonna see a bunch of white people out there on it right so like right. you think about like thinking about all the different identities that I have as a person and what I'm going through like it's like do I see myself in that and what the media puts Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. you know particularly as students like yeah maybe there are some students that have money to do some of that and that's awesome and great but like for a lot of people that isn't a thing yeah right so it's like you know and then people don't necessarily think because media says this is self-care and then we're Mm -hmm. saying you know take care of yourself so then people you know what I mean if we don't like actually people don't actually have the time to deconstruct what it looks like like you Mm -hmm. said like you know I didn't realize I was self-care but then I found out that I was giving me energy and that I was taking care of myself you know what I mean so like there Mm -hmm. has to be like this deconstruction of like here's what the media says you know and that's yeah. that thing and it's kind of like for everything too like yeah. oh yeah has this idea of image kind of for everything right but it, and I think it does you know for self care too I think mm-hmm. we have to kind of figure out what that means for us right and then um, you know kind of break that down and then figure out you know what are the things that are going to give me energy and do and also kind of you know but I, I think it's hard though because there's those barriers and people are saying oh you need to do this and you need to do that and that mm-hmm. can be hard to you know, for people to kind of yeah. wrap their heads around. Yeah, absolutely. And even with that being said, like those barriers that we face, we may not even be aware of yet. Right. We, mm-hmm. they affect us in so many different ways. And yeah. something that you brought up Morgan about doing something by yourself for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important because as college students or people in a college space, this is your time to be selfish. Yes, it is. Focus on yourself and do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's important yeah. for you to take care of yourself. I agree. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> so, you know, it's, mm-hmm. 
it, it's something that people don't want to talk about. But because right. there's a good majority of people that don't want to talk about it, that's what, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know? So, yeah. I mean. Well, and I, the piece that you brought up too, and that's might get into some of the stuff we talk about mm-hmm. later. Um, so I might be jumping up, but, um, you know, you bring up the word selfish with a, which I think is really important because anytime right. that I feel like I talk with somebody about self care, mm-hmm. there's like this, there's like this immediate feeling or reaction of like doing that right. is mm-hmm. selfish. Yeah. Like yes. taking time for myself. Mm-hmm. is inherently something and I did, like I, I feel like it's something we should kind of like unpack a little bit because I feel like that oh, yeah. oh. oh. <laughs> we're gonna do that we definitely right. are I feel like I'm jumping again oh yeah no, no, no. you're <laughs> okay you're okay but I was like you. I mean you said it so you brought up so I was like mm-hmm. that's just a because I I even feel that way I'm, and I'm not great at self care either I think right. we all have you know things that we can work on continuously mm-hmm. with that right but it's like I just feel like that is something that is such a huge barrier for people mm-hmm. because they're trying to wrap around, like, if I take this time for myself, like, right. you know, um, it just, it's this perception of being selfish. Yeah. And that's hard to get over. Very much so. And that actually leads into our next segment where we talk about open statements of what does this mean? What does that mean? Right. What does this mean? So yeah. first one is intersectionality. What is intersectionality? Mm-hmm. I'm asking both of you because as a queer person of color, mm-hmm. it's something that I've struggled with for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. curious to know what y'all's perspective is mm-hmm. on intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like the broad term or definition of intersectionality mm-hmm. is different parts of one's identity or one's daily routine that affects them and really makes them who they are. So I think it can has kind of two parts of intersectionality of identity. So that can be um, your who, what color you are, what um, gender you are, your social, you know, your economic class, just a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Your, your identity, and then I think also intersectionality can be um, like what you do throughout the day. So we talk about intersectionality of the the dimensions of wellness we have yeah. here mm-hmm. at um, right. Student Wellness. Mm-hmm. So then that's how your sleep affects your, um, you know, how you eat. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you study. <laughs> how you, I don't know. Well, I get really yeah. weird. If I just had a really long nap, I'll come. I'll wake up and I'm just like gorge food. Yeah, so like. <laughs> Strange things. So I think intersectionality can be really termed with anything, just how anything part of your life affects something else. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize that it's not one variable that's, you know, making Mm -hmm. sure that you, you know, eat at this time during the day. It's so many things going Mm -hmm. into who you are, your Mm -hmm. identity that proves that. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Brian? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what you said, Morgan, I mean, I I would agree with. I think a lot, too, about... Um, you know, we all have, um, you know, all these different identities, social identity, cultural identities, things that kind of make up who we are as a person. And, um, when I think more about the intersectionality part is like, you know, all those layers of us that make, you know, up who we are and these different, you know, groups potentially or identities that we're, we're a part of. And when I think mm-hmm. of intersectionality too, I think of like, you know, some of those things at some point in time may be more salient mm-hmm. for you yeah. and then other times it may not be. So I, I think about that kind of salient piece and for salient, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like what's important, kind of what's in the now and the moment of, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, what's going on and yeah. what right. I'm doing. So I, I, I think of just to kind of add on to what you said, um, you know, the, 
that's a, another piece I think about with intersectionality. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely going to touch on a couple more of these um, of these social influences, cultural influences, in a mm-hmm. bit. But I know for me, my journey discovering who I am, mm-hmm. my place as a person of color, my place as a part of the queer and trans community. Mm-hmm how those interweave into my life and how I interact with others is something that's always been difficult because mm-hmm. it's either you're too much of this and not enough of this yeah. or you're not yes. showing right. enough of this and you're not, you know, you're not here for this community as much as you can be here for. Right. And it's this constant pull and tug. But within both of those communities, mm-hmm. you find that there is this, I didn't, Definitely jumping ahead. And then there is this stigma around taking care of yourself and this stigma around, you know, being able to have a conversation with people about your mental health and where you should be. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, especially as a person of color, we definitely need to talk more about accessibility to Mm -hmm. these services and talk about you know, family structure and family dynamic and how that influences our self-care because whether people want to talk about it or not, it is important to bring up the fact that black and brown communities often have a difficulty with contacting resources, with being given resources, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with having the luxury to talk about these topics in a safe space. And it's something that needs to be addressed more and more. Mm -hmm. And going along with that, the queer and trans community has had this long stigma with being selfish and being, Mm -hmm. you know, these like self-absorbed people. And that's a conversation that is rooted in homophobia and it's rooted in stereotypes and things that don't define every single person. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's important to realize that that does put a toll on somebody's Mm -hmm. mental health. And so within these intersecting fields, I think it's important to realize that my self care as a person of color and my self care as someone who identifies as queer Mm -hmm. are two different things because you need to address these problems as such. Right. Yeah. So that's enough of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely enough of me. Um, Why don't you talk about some family structure a little bit? Okay, um, more of like how it impacts yeah care. Yeah, I think you know for me definitely it it impacted me in a way growing up where I didn't see my parents interacting very much when it came to self care. Sure. I grew up in a working class family, and so there wasn't the luxury to for not not to make a joke of, but there wasn't right. a luxury to paint, or there wasn't a luxury right. to right. you know even like adult coloring books. It right. just wasn't. It wasn't a thing. My parents worked very, very hard to get to where they are now. And they just never had those conversations with their parents. Mm -hmm. They were just conversations that they thought didn't need to be had. There Mm -hmm. wasn't a problem unless it was standing in front of you. And I think for a lot of people in different socioeconomic statuses, um, that's a barrier that they face all the time. And yes. family definitely plays into how you perceive self-care and how definitely. how oh, it affects agree. you. And, and what, what was your experience with that? Um, I would definitely say mine was a little different. My mom um, is a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. She has been a teacher her whole life. Um, from First it was special education and then, mm-hmm. and then now preschool. But she's always been like, "What do you need? What 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 do you need right now mm-hmm. to to flourish?" Mm-hmm. And so I think I found that very helpful. But I didn't always see 
what I was doing as self-care. Like, it was just my normal right. thing because that's what I, I grew up I grew up as, like, as that being an important thing to care mm-hmm. about. So I never thought of it as being self-care. So then now when with putting this label on it as self-care, that's where I was, like, come to the selfish thing, like, ooh, is, mm-hmm. should I be doing this? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, is this even you know, healthy for what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know for my life, but it was very, very different in a way that it was just a normal thing mm-hmm. that, okay, you're doing all these things, but what are you, what do you enjoy? What are you going to put into your right. schedule that you like mm-hmm. this? And that was another reason why I wasn't allowed to have a job growing up, like in really? high school, mm-hmm. my parents didn't, they wanted me, they very much believed in, you're, you know, this is your childhood. I want you to, you know, mm-hmm. be in the sports you want to be in, be in the activities you want to be in, do the mm-hmm. clubs you want to be in. And then later on is when you get to work. But they wanted, and of course they had, you know, this, they had the the money to help support. So I didn't mm-hmm. need to bring in money, but they want, like, that was an important part of them. And I think that was definitely their culture that they had. They had the money to support them, so this is the route that they wanted to take. So that's always a barrier if that's, you know, if money isn't there, right. self-care is not one of the first things you think of. Yeah, right. I mean, particularly when we were talking before about, you know, media, it says you need to do this, and all those mm-hmm. things usually involve money. So yeah, like a, a, a two-vacation. Right, yeah. It's right. not, and that's not always realistic. And I think, too, about, you know, with the family stuff, like, you know, they're, it's kind of multiple levels. Like, you know, for me growing up... Um, you know, my family was more working class. I mean, I think I had a job starting at 11 and I was, mm-hmm. you know, as a newspaper route. And then, I mean, I just worked all the time. Um, you know, my dad was self-employed. He was in construction stuff and, you know, was mm-hmm. always kind of working. So that was just very much kind of a part of, um, you know, growing up. So then there was kind of this, there was this value around hard work. And if you took a rest, that was really mm-hmm. looked down upon. So right. like, gotcha. I think that's where some of that selfish piece comes in is like, cause my mm-hmm. dad was working, you know, 14 hour days right. and constantly. And mm-hmm. even if he was hurting or with this, cause it was about, you know, you need to provide for family. And if right. he took time mm-hmm. off, it's like, well, then you couldn't do that. And then right. there's mm-hmm. other, you know, and I wouldn't help him sometimes too. So there, I, I think there's a little bit, you know, for some people that could be a thing, but then mm-hmm. also there's for a lot of people, sometimes family can be a big cause of stress. You know, yeah. I think, you know, with family dynamics, you know, I think of, you know, family relationships for some people, those aren't mm-hmm. great. Or sometimes there's, right. you know, some violence associated with in the past or current. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, so that can be a, a source of stress for people and, you know, how they are, how they're taking care of themselves. You know, I think a lot of too about college students when they go home for breaks, sometimes that can be a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of going yeah. home and doing that. And, yeah. and, you know, and so it's, there's kind of, there's so much, I mean, that's almost a episode in itself, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there's so yeah. much to unpack with family stuff, but I think, yeah. um, you know, depending on, you know, like we said with, you know, some of our, your identities and growing up, I think some of those values and things that play in, some of those cultural pieces can mm-hmm. really impact how people view mm-hmm. self-care and what that means for yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely, um, before we move on to the next segment, I definitely want to plug adults. I find that parents and people who are over the age of 50 don't practice self-care enough. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. They've been through so much and they've provided mm-hmm. for their families. Mm-hmm. Their kids have moved out and it's just... 
maybe just them alone or it's them and their spouse mm-hmm. or them and one of their kids. And I grew up around very hardworking women, mm-hmm. all very hardworking women. Mm-hmm. It would give their left arm and left toe. Oh, wow. Le- yeah, so big yeah. toe. Yeah. <laughs> big, so toe. big toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would give up their big toe and their left arm to help out in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I think about all the things that they went through in terms of like being able to provide it blows my mind how they never had, you know, self-care awareness. They never mm-hmm. practiced anything. Mm-hmm. But even with that, it's like, were they able to? Yeah. Right. That's the thing is that were, were they able to? Were these conversations allowed to be had? Right. Because like as you had spoken mm-hmm. about, you know, when you're working these long hours and if you're not doing something that's being seen as productive, you're being seen as doing something that's damaging. Right. And it's not black and white. Right. Mental health is not black and white. Right. And self-care is not black and white. Right. So, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a tough topic. And I think older women specifically need to, need to be aware and know more about their self-care being valid Mm -hmm. because so often it's taking care of the kids and it's being able to, you know, provide a good home life from my, my perspective, what I, what I've grown up with is being able to provide at home Mm -hmm. for your family as a crucial part of the structure. And no, you know, when was the last time people really sit down and think when they asked, how's their mom doing on a mental health level? Right. Right. No one wants to have that conversation. No one wants to find out that their moms or their dads or whoever their guardian is, their mental health is not what we perceive it to be. Right. Right. Because then we get into the conversation of, well, when did this start? What happened? Mm -hmm. Like what, what was the thing that really set it off? Mm -hmm. And are you ready to have that conversation? (laughs) You know, it's just, it's, they're tough conversations to have, but uh, mom, it's going to happen soon. Just, just let, <laughs> let you know. Um, yeah. Um, let's get into some giving grace. Sure. Let's get into some okay. giving grace. Okay. So this portion of our podcast, we talk, we, I have a quote mm-hmm. and we'll just uh, take it apart and address it. So our giving grace quote for today is my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And this is by the Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> you know, I, I really it don't. Itself. It speaks for itself, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that as we're thriving and as we're beginning to find our footing with our own personal journeys, we start to see more people along the lines jumping in and saying, I want to help. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But right. with that being said, we get back to the topic of being selfish. Yeah. And yeah. what's crucial in the word selfish is self. This is the personal journey. Yeah. And you want people to support you and to be there for you. But mm-hmm. this is something that you need to do for yourself mm-hmm. because it affects your mental health and it affects right. your emotional well-being and your mm-hmm. physical well-being. Right. Yeah. And, I th- and I think there's a lot to, I'm going to jump back to some stuff that you yeah, said yeah. earlier too. So when we think about like, um, you know, like marginalized communities, I think of people of color, mm-hmm. you know, international students, queer community, people mm-hmm. of low socioeconomic status. So I think of all mm-hmm. these 
different groups and and we know too like research shows that like those people are impacted more um you know by so many things have higher disparities mm-hmm. you know in terms of mental health and stress you know so we think about discrimination and all these like structural and personal barriers mm-hmm. and things that society and the environment has that like mm-hmm. you know it, it does there's a there's a larger burden on some of these communities too yeah. and, and what i've heard too is you know from some people in, in communities it's like you know like you know for me as a member of a queer community it's like i see like I, I i spend a lot of my time like my personal time volunteering and trying to do work yeah you know to help other people because i see there's so many people suffering and there's so many people yeah. hurting so then like mm-hmm. there's part of me too it's like i feel like i have a responsibility because yeah. there's people in my community that i know that are are hurting so i feel like i spend a lot of time working to to try to improve other people's mm-hmm. life but then at the same time it's like but then i'm not taking care of myself because i'm yep. working right so hard for yeah. other people so there's right. just extra burden and i think people of color for sure um you know all these other different identities i think on some level there's you know some sort of burden so there's you know there's times where you know there's kind of that other level of selfishness too so i almost feel selfish if i'm not doing something you know right. it's like i see other people suffering i see some of my friends or something and like right. here i am you know, doing something for me, mm-hmm. and it's like it just—I think that that's hard too. It's so so, hard, I, yeah. so I, when I think of the selfish piece, I, I wanted to bring that up too because I think I think there's so many layers yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I—I I, so I, there's just so much to kind of to kind of go in and, and unpack with that. But I just wanted to bring that up because you know we know that um, you know disparity exists particularly for for marginalized people, um, and mm-hmm. we know how that can really impact your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of research that's coming out how that's impacting, you know, people's physical wellness and, <coughs> and just other areas too, and how that intersects with the, with mm-hmm. their life too. So I, um, when I think of this too, you know, like I think of the quote, um, you know, not merely to survive but to thrive. I think particularly for for college students, like I see so many college students that I mean their schedule is just you know from eight a.m. all the way till midnight, and it's just back to back to back. Right. And, you know, it's it's hard to take care of themselves. It's hard to you know fit in time even to eat and to to socialize yeah. and to mm-hmm. you know to give stuff that's going to give them energy. Right, so they're just right. kind of totally depleted. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them would say to me like they're just surviving they're just getting through and they're pulling through and they're not really mm-hmm. at that level where they're thriving and i think really to get to that point that thriving point i think you know people really do need to understand what self-care is and pack it for themselves mm-hmm. how they can infuse it into their lives because I, I don't think you can get to that place of thriving if you're not really truly taking care of yourself so i, I, I see that as a thing so that that you know when i read that quote, I think that's something that I, I think about a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that's something my mom has always mm-hmm. told me. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone, I'm going. I'm in the human services field. Yeah. I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what my job description mm-hmm. is: to do mm-hmm. help others. Um, but she's always told me that how can you fully help others with your best ability if you are not thriving to your best ability? Right, so right. if you're not taking care of yourself first, how are you able to fully take care of others mm-hmm. and be the extra, you know, right. you know, help for them? So it's yeah. really yes, yes, you want to help others and help others who are struggling yeah. in places that you have before, but it kind of comes back to yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and I, I experience that too. I mean, I have a lot of students that come in and meet with me and there's all sorts of things that they're struggling with. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me to be able to have my best foot forward and to really sit there and empathize and listen, I mean, it, it does. Like there's a, you take on a lot of emotional um, not stress, but just, you know, it's kind of a, um, you know, when you see somebody that you care about that 
yeah. stressed or hurting or something, I mean, like, you know, you feel part of it. You feel part of that, yeah. Part of that yeah. right? Yeah. You're taking kind of some of that on, and you have to have a way to be able to to kind of take some time for yourself to recharge and get the energy mm-hmm. back so that you can continue to help. Because if it gets to a point where you're going to burn out, you know, yeah. you don't have time to, you know, really check in on yourself if you're not allowing that space for that to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even felt it this last year where it's like, I just got to take a day and just do some things for me because I felt like I wasn't going to put my best foot forward. And then I'm not serving, you know, student, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing at my job, right? right? Because I'm yeah. not, not going to be able to help them in the way that I should be. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, uh, yeah, like what you said, I think there's just so much that, that kind of is in that. So. Yeah. It's just, and I feel like it's these behaviors and these practices mm-hmm. of taking care of yourself and being able to provide for others that conflict so heavily against each other. Yeah. And um, definitely tune in next week. We're going to be talking about family interactions and family communication and how it affects your wellness. So stay tuned for that. Um, (laughs) It's heavy stuff. It's heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the way we perceive being well and supporting ourselves stems from our family, what we've seen in media and, you know, who's able to be well. Right who's able to take the time yeah. mm-hmm. for themselves. And that's, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think with this, with this conversation coming to an end, my takeaway for, for y'all, mm-hmm. for all of you listening mm-hmm. and for myself is going to be, what does self care mean to you? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you? It's a great question. What is it? And it's okay not to have the answers because if we had all the answers to all the questions that we had, we wouldn't need a podcast. Right. We wouldn't would need a podcast. Right. I wouldn't be here. Right. I would, yeah. We wouldn't be here. We right. wouldn't be having these conversations. Right. And you wouldn't be listening. <laughs> um, so that concludes our episode of The Well. Thank you so much and mm-hmm. go be great. Be well. Awesome.